This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today is Tuesday, the weekly Shiur Rabban Ala Parsha. This is Ezra Beck, and today's Parsha is Parshat Nassau. In the beginning of Parshat Nassau, uh, God tells Moshe Rabbeinu to uh, count, continue counting the Levi'im. First, uh, B'nai Gershon and they appointed the jobs of B'nai Gershon, and then B'nai Merari. The Levi'im were divided into three uh, families, Kahat, Merari, and Gershon. And uh, we have a continuation of the count and the jobs assigned to the different Levi'im. Um, since we're dealing in the Midbar, in the desert, and the Mishkan, one of the major jobs of the Levi'im is carrying, when they're moving, when they're on, when they're on the move, when the Jews are on the move, you have to fold up, pack up, and carry the Mishkan. One of the major jobs of the Vim is to carry the Mishkan and its different parts. Um, the first section deals with B'nai Hager Shuni, and then comes B'nai Merari. In B'nai Merari, there's a added line which Ramban is going to relate to. God says to count B'nei Merari, Perek Dat, Pasuk Chavtet, B'nei Merari, the Mishpachotan, the Veta Otam, Tifkod Otam, you should count them, Mibain 30 years from now, but Ben 50 years from now. What's their job? Zot Mishmeret Masam Lechol Botam Ormeid, Karshei HaMishkan Ubricha Bermuda Vadanav. They're carrying the Mishkan itself, not the Kilim, not the utensils in the Mishkan, but they're Carrying the, the disassembled parts of the Mishkan itself, Kasheh Mishkan, Danav, the beams, the, uh, the locks, the joints, etc., etc. the columns that form the outer Chatzer, the courtyard of the Mishkan. Okay, so this, has, this is what they're going to have to carry. This is their entrusted bearing, what they have to carry. And then the Pasuk, Pasuk Lamed adds something which is not found in Gershon. Uveshemot tifkedu et klei mishmeret masa'am. And by name you should Tifkadu, we previously translated this as count. Last week we talked about what Ramban, how Ramban explains the word, Lifkod, means to remember, to pay attention. Uveshemot Tifkadu, and you will count or remember by name, et klei mishmeret masa'am, the utensils of the entrusted carrying of them. What does it mean, Uveshemot Tifkadu? Normally, names only apply to people. The original counting of the Jews in last week's parsha was b'shemot, by name. And the man there explained, we didn't read this man last week, but the man there explained that when the Jews were counted, even though they were counted by shkalim, but because it's the Beit Avotam, the Mishpachotam, so he declared his name, name of his father, in order to place him into the uh, yichus, the, the census of the Jewish people. 
Now remember that the original Pasuk, three Pasukim ago, the opening of this particular section was you should count Bnei Merari. Bnei Merari nishpachotan v'et avotan tifkod otam. Lifkod otam means to count them. And as part of that, as part of the tifkedem, it says, V'zot mishmeret masam l'chol l'avodotam. And this is their work. They should carry the following uh, pieces of the Mishkan. And in that it says, it's still counting them, Amudei ha'chatzer, v'adnehem, v'tidotem, v'tohem, v'chol k'lehem, v'chol v'adam. U'v'shemot tifkedu et k'chay mishmeret masam. V'shemot tifkedu, the lifkod here is the levi'im. Is the Bnei Merari themselves, the people. What does it mean? You should count by name, but the direct object is, doesn't say them, it says, at Klei Mishmeret Mas'an. The Ramban explains, Uveshemot Tifkedu, at Klei Mishmeret Mas'an. I think the explanation is going to be obvious, but very often we have Pesukim, which we just haven't stopped on. We haven't really, most of us, haven't paid enough attention to realize the obvious Pshat. Ramban is going to say, what is, I think clearly the obvious shot, even though in the words it requires a little bit of a of a twist, but there is almost no alternative. There's a bit of a pun here. The word yifkod, as Roman pointed out in last week's discussion, means to count. It also means to entrust, as in the word pikadon. It also means to remember, as in Vashem Pakadet Sarah. It means, Laban says, all three, because all three is one meaning. It means to, to, uh, address somebody with attention. It means to remember, but meaning to remember to place your mind on him. So here it says, Sheyifkod Biyad. Kol Ish, Bemispar Shemod Lugugul Tam Kseimasam. When you say Yifkod Biyad, you mean to entrust. The articles of their bearing, of their carrying, should be entrusted in the hands of each person by the number of the names by their heads. In other words, a head count. The man will explain. Yomar, who, Moshe Rabbeinu, should say, Moshe said, Ish ploni, a particular person, Yankel Shmero, will carry such and such numbers of beams of Krashim. Uploni, another person, Chaim Yankel, Minha Berichim, O Minamudim, Each person was assigned a given number. Each individual, B'nai Merari, each individual Levi, was assigned a given number of beams or pillars to carry. Lo But not, this comes to reject the possibility that Moshe Rabbeinu would simply say to the B'nai Merari, on mass, you're responsible for carrying all the Krashim, the Adanim, and the Amudim, etc. And they'll, they'll work it out between them. No. It's the job of B'nai Merari, but within B'nai Merari, the job is to carry all these articles of the Mishkan, and then the Pasuk says, Uveshemot Tifkidu, by their names, and Uveshemot Tifkidu means what 
we actually thought it means, since it's a continuation of the first Pasuk, Tifkodotam, when you count them, why are we counting Levim at all? They thought this is not the counting that was done in last week's parasha in order to switch the Levim for the Bechorim. Here we're counting individual families. So you say, well, because it's a practical matter. You have to know how many there are so that you can know if they can do the job or not. But frankly, there's not going to be much difference. In other words, they never really are going to carry one way or the other. If there are too few of them, they're going to have to work harder. But God said this is their job. So why are we counting them? I don't know if the man is answering the question. I suspect he is. But, but the point is, the man is connecting to Psukim. You should count them. And by their names, you should count, assign, pay attention. The Masam. As it turns out, counting, aside from knowing the final number, counting has two opposite uh, results. We discussed a little bit last week the problematics of counting going back to Pashat Kitisa. Jews should not be counted. When you count somebody, when you count a, a, a group, you get two opposite results. One is you get the final number. You basically merge them all together. There are 10,000 people here. It's a tzava. It's an army. And you want to know the numbers of the army because you want to know how big the army is. The other effect of counting is to individualize each and every person. You're number one, you're number two, you're number three. The Ramban's Pshat on Tifkidu, on Lifkod, strengthens and emphasizes the second point. When you, not limnot, not when you're just counting, but Lifkod, you're placing your mind, you're paying attention, so each person gets a certain amount of attention. And here, that's what the Ramban is saying it means here, ubeshemot tifkidu, perhaps because of the addition of the word shemot. If you count by name, then each count is different. It's not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One individual, two individuals, three individuals, but it's one Ruvain, two Shimon, three Levi, four Yehuda. Each person is individualized by being counted one by one. Ubeshemot tifkidu, you should pay attention to each person's name at Klemish Meret Masa'am. The man says, each individual B'nai Merari, not the class of B'nai Merari, but each individual B'nai Merari, Yaakov ben Merari, Shlomo ben Merari, Chaim Yanko ben Merari, received an individual task. And the man then strengthens it even more, Why was this mentioned by B'nai Merari? The obvious answer is because it only applies to them. The man says, no although he has no proof, and in fact, by by normal methods of interpretation, especially after having already had the mitzvah of B'nai Gershon where this pasuk, this phrase does not appear, and now B'nai it does appear, offhand, many of us would interpret this to mean that it only applies to B'nai Marie. In fact, it wasn't stated by B'nai Gershon, and they already were we already passed them by. If they were afterwards, you can say it said once by the first family and it applies to the other families. But here, the first family did not have it, B'nai Gershon. Only Merari has it. Man says, not true. It's, it's Pashut, it's simple to Raman. This applies to all the Levim. The skills at Tchilah B'nai Merari, but this is mentioned first by B'nai Merari, Ba'avu Kovid Masam, because they have a very, very difficult job, difficult physical job, strenuous job, because they're carrying the, the actual Mishkan itself, the, these heavy beams very heavy beams and 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 pillars, etc. And therefore the temptation to share 
or help someone in his individual burden is very great. Because it's very heavy, so lest one or each one will attempt to alleviate his burden and place it on his friend. It applies to Nehat and Megershon as well. It just wasn't mentioned there because it wasn't as important since there was less need to warn and prohibit this kind of sharing. In other words, the man makes it very, very clear, such matter he says it applies to all of him, it also makes it very, very clear the nature of the Pasuk. It's, it's, it becomes a prohibition. You have a job, you have to do it, you cannot give it to somebody else or put it in somewhat more favorable light, you can't help somebody else. Moshe Rabbeinu figured out what each Levi should do, each Levi should do, and he said, okay, you have four beams, you do your four beams or your three beams. And you don't do more, you also don't do less. What we have here is an interesting principle. Obviously, it sounds like it's against Gnibus Chesed. Don't help other people. So there is something to that criticism, but but the point, nonetheless, let's look at it from its own point of view. The point is that, okay, we're talking about the Levium now, every Levi received from Moshe or from Aaron, since Ramban, which I didn't quote, but Sukim talk about who's in charge of the Levium. Maybe it's Aaron, maybe it's Itamar. In any event, the Kohen assigns to the Vim personal goals, personal jobs. And his job is to fulfill that quota, that imposition, that, in the case of Menari, that burden. But it's personal. And if I can extend the mind a little bit more, not just that you have to do it and you can't get somebody else, but it's mispar shemot. And Ramban, in the last week's Pasha, said that Hashem means a person said his name. And here he says it also, Yomar ish ploni min hakrashim. In other words, carrying two beams is the personal job of Chaim Yankol Halevi. And we're not merely interested that the beam should go from point A to point B, but we're interested that Chaim Yankel should carry the beam from point A to point B, not somebody else. And in fact, the man implies, you could not give it or help somebody else in his personal job. The idea here is one which has a lot of uh, life in Jewish philosophy, in Jewish Muslim, I would say. In the Muslim movement, this idea received a, a great deal of development. The idea being that every Jew, obviously extending from the VM to the Jews, every Jew has a task that is individual. It's his personal task in the world. We're all supposed to Mekayim 613 Mitzvah. That's the job of Klai But when you're created, if you exist, it's because God has a job for you. You exist to do a particular, a particular job. It's your personal task in this world.
this is a common theme in Muslim in the in the in the Muslim movement, the last uh, basically nineteenth century, the last two hundred years. Every person, individual person, has an individual task assigned to him by God, and and that's what he lives for. We ought to do six hundred thirteen mitzvot. There are mitzvot for all the Jews, but within the six hundred thirteen mitzvot, or uh, aside from the six hundred thirteen mitzvot, sometimes it would be, let's say. Uh, there, there was this brought in Musa that every Jew should have has one particular mitzvah which is his mitzvah. Uh, based on like what Chazal said, Abraham Avinu was Isha Chesed and Yitzchak was Isha Gevura. So, or the Gemara has Elisha Bala Knafayim. He was Tefillin. So you could have, each person should have one mitzvah which somehow reflects his particular task in life. But, but somewhat more generally, aside from the particular mitzvot, there's something historically, socially, within the greater workings of things that's your you're that cog, you're that screw, and you have to do that job. It would very often it would be connected to the, the Pasuk in Esther, when Mordechai says to Esther, If you don't do what you have to do now, if you are quiet, and you don't fulfill the task that I am suggesting is your task, the truth is, it'll get done by somebody else. In other words, the, the, the global considerations of God, he'll find someone else to do it. But you exist only for this. And if you don't fulfill your task, then you and your father's house will be lost. Who knows? Just for this, you are where you are. In other words, what I was saying to Esther, this is your moment. You exist for this thing. If it, you don't do it, the Jews won't suffer, but you will have not fulfilled the task for which you are created. And Ramban is basically, I think, expressing that idea, Pshat Pasuk and Halacha, about the Levim, but it's not much of a step to expand the Levim to every single Jew. The Levim were servants of God, not in a general collective sense. Each one received a, an appointed task for him. And Ramban says, you cannot help someone else. You can't give your task to somebody else, which means that he can't also accept it. You have to do what you have to do, and it belongs only to you. And I think the, the, the deeper Musa here is that everyone should see it that way. In other words, we have things which define us. We exist for them. We don't exist so that we can fulfill fulfill ourselves. We exist to fulfill our destiny. Service of God is fulfillment and service of God is personal and individual. Not just do whatever he says, but do that particular thing which is your particular bishemot. It's your name. Ploni has this particular task to do. In the end of this pasha, I want to read, the, it's actually the next Ramban, but it's many, many psukim later. After the Torah finishes assigning to Marari, and we had Katan last week's pasha, and then, and then Gershon, it's assigned all these tasks to the Jews, so there's a summation, also not just assigned the tasks, basically it was a counting, remember. So there's a pasuk which summarizes the counting. Pasuk Memchet, Perikdal Pasuk Memchet. Uh, 16 psukim later. And 
And their numbers, the, the count was 8,580. This is a summation of the three families of the Levim. And then there's another concluding pasuk. He counted them by, according to God's word, in the hands and instrumentation of Moshe, each individual over his work and over his carrying. Okay, I understand that pasuk more or less. It's a, it's a conclusion pasuk. This, all this counting was done by God's command, according to Moshe. Ish ish but I didn't finish the Pasuk. Then they had the following six words. Ufekudav asher tziva Adonai et Moshe. It, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You can't translate the words. Al pi Adonai pakadotam biyad Moshe ish ish By the word of God, he counted them in, in the hands of Moshe, each individual over his work and his, and his carrying. Ufekudav asher tziva Adonai et Moshe. And... His countings, which God commanded Moshe. What, 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 what does it mean? Rashi says, Rashi says, Ufekudav means the countings, and his countings, and his countings were done exactly as God commanded Moshe. What does it mean exactly as God commanded Moshe? Because it tell us they did it from the ages of 30 to the ages of 50, as it said in the beginning of the Pasuk. It was very often, it's an interesting why, but we're not going to go into that. Very often you have these psukim that say, after God said to do this, and then they do it, it says, and they did it exactly as he commanded. In the Mishkan, all things get to the Mishkan, very often have those psukim. So the Ramban comments about this. He quotes Rashi, and he says, according to Rashi, that it means that the countings were done as God commanded, his countings, who is the he? The his countings. It's Moshe. And his countings were done as God commanded. Aval Rabbi Avraham, the Ibn Azra, a different explanation. He goes back to the beginning of the Pasuk. It says that they were counted by the word of God in the hands of Moshe. Each individual over his work and his burdens, his carrying. So the Ibn says, Ish Ish doesn't mean each individual Levi. It means each individual... Rosh Mishpacha refers to three individuals Kahat, Merari, and Gershon. And Al Avodotau, the Al Masao, means, I was careful actually to translate this way so as not to surprise you later on. Al meaning over. They were the um, overseers, they were the captains, so to speak. There's Aaron at the head of the pyramid, being the Kohen in charge of the Vim, but the three families of the Levim, who had three distinct different sections of work to do, had a head, head of the family, he's also the head of the work. So he's ish, ish, each of the three people, over his work and his masao, ufekudav then means, of those individuals, and his counting of each, ish, ish. The three people, the three individual people, and his countings, asher tzivashamet Moshe, that's how the Ibn interpreted it. That's a little bit strange. Then mine is another explanation. Perhaps. It doesn't reject the Ibn Ezra. It doesn't reject Lashi. But he says, perhaps. When Ibn Ezra something like that, you know he's really saying I'm right because he thinks the other explanations were not Kippeshuto. My explanation is a simple explanation. The end of the Pasuk, as God commanded Moshe, Kippeshuto. 
יומה, it means, שמינה שלושת האחים האלה, כל אחד, על אבותו במסעו, כמו שהוא מפרש למעלה. Yeah, it really means that, that he did exactly as he was told, divided the Levim into three categories, the three brothers, Kahat, Marari, and Gershon, and their families receiving three different jobs. What does it mean, Ufekudav? Ufekudav shokol echad mehem, asher tziva Hashem et Moshe lifkod otam v'gulgul otam, emina al avodato v'al masao. It means, Fekudav, the countings of each one was done as Moshe was commanded. What's the special command? And not like Rashi said, from 30 to 50. But Lifkod Otam Legulgil Otam Mina Alavodotoba Maso. It says, Ish Ish Alavodotoba Maso, Ufkudav. Each, like the minister said, each of the three families or the three heads of the families received work. I think it means families. Each of the three heads, meaning each of the three families, received a particular work, a particular carrying. Ufkudav, and also the Fekudav doesn't mean the counting, but the count, the counties, the ones who were counted. Ufekudav, the ones who were counted, also Allah b'latovah maso kasher tziva Hashem et Moshe. Ish ish Allah b'latovah maso ufekudav asher tziva Hashem et Moshe. It comes to emphasize what the point we just made in the first one we quoted today, that each of them received, each of the families received a section of work, and each individual received. His particular al avoda to the al masa o. Each one received a particular job, application, assignment of work and carrying. His kirk shemina otam the mishpachotam. What does the whole pasuk now mean? He doesn't care about the individual. The man named Kahat, the man named Maravid, the man named Gershon. They represent families. His kirk shemina otam the mishpachotam. He explains that he counted them. To their families, umina yechidim legugolotam kol achad avotam emasal. In other words, each family received a different job, meaning a different kind of job, and each individual received a different job, not a different kind of job, but within each family, each one had his the same kind of job. All melavios carried, but each one carried his avodatov almasal. So the point Ramban made in the first of my quote of pasuk lamedet. Is so important that the conclusion of the entire parak says it was done that way. The jobs were assigned to different families, and within the family, it was assigned ufkudav ish ish. Each particular county, each particular person counted received a particular job, and why was that done? Asher tziva Hashem et Moshe, as God commanded Moshe. V'chein, I'm continuing in the Ramban, V'chein hadin, and this is the law, She'ein ben Levi rashay lasot b'melechet chaberov, v'lo l'sayei o ba. And the law is that a Levi is not permitted to do the work of his friend, or to help him in it. And he quotes a Gemara. Erech and Afir Aleph. Now, I'm, in advance, I'm pointing out that the Gemara does not exactly support the Ramban, which is interesting, because it means Ramban was so convinced of his point 
that he drew out of the Gemara more than it's minimally technically found there. What does the Gemara say? It tells a story. There were two Levim, two Chachmei HaTalmud, who lived in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, early Tanaim. One named Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya, one man, Yochanan ben Gudgada, the both Levim. Bikesh Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya, the Sayyid Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada, Bagafad Latot. Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada was closing the doors of the Heichal. These are very heavy doors. And they're closed every night. At, 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 at sunset. And apparently Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada was, was having difficulty. And therefore Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya, who was also there, he came to help him. Bikesh le he wanted to help him. Amalo, Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada said to the, to Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya, Chazor lachorecha, back off. Chazor lachorecha, return back. Turn back. Shekfar atam mitchayev mita, because you are about to be Liable to death. For I am a doorkeeper and you are a singer. In the Beit HaMikdash, as opposed to the Mishkan, the Mishkan, a large section of the work of the Levim was involved in carrying, because they were moving. And when they moved, the Mishkan was folded up, dismantled, packed away, placed on their shoulders and carried. Beit HaMikdash, there's no carrying. Doesn't move. There are basically two jobs of the Vim. Sho'arim and Mishogarim. Doorkeepers and singers. The Vim have a job of singing during the Akavata Kobanot, Kobanatamid. And they're in charge of the doors. They're basically the palace guard. They're in charge of the walls and the, the entrances of the Beit HaMikdash. So what the Gemara actually says is, Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya belonged to the order of singers and Rabbi Yochanan ben Gugada said to him you are not allowed to come have anything to do with the doors now on the face of the Gemara you could easily conclude that there are two separate orders two separate tasks called singers and doorkeepers you know, I switch between them. The Ramban is clearly deriving more from that Gemara. She'ein ben Levi rashai lasot melechet chaberov v'lo lasayei oba. Two doorkeepers, if... I, I, I think it doesn't happen in the Beit HaMikdash. I don't think they were assigned individual doors. But, but if you were assigned the left door and I was assigned the right door, we couldn't switch that either. Singers, they just sing. They don't have individual songs. They don't have any solos. So the actual application of Beit HaMikdash becomes more general, singers and doorkeepers. But the Ramban thinks the real principle isn't you have to do your type of job, but you have to do your job. And in the Mishkan, where you were assigned to carry a particular beam, that's what he claimed, the first Ramban we read today, Fasuk Lamed you were assigned to carry one beam and not two beams, and you were assigned two beams and not three beams, and you were assigned the, the pillars and not the beams, you weren't allowed to switch at all. Each one had his own very, very well-defined, personally defined, individually defined job in this world. The application of Beit HaMikdash becomes Sho'arim and, and Mishorarim. But the principle isn't two different types of jobs, but personal. I think the whole point of the Ramban is the difference between the Gemara and the way the Ramban understands the Gemara is exactly the, 
the personal point. You could understand the Gemara is that everyone has uh, a field. Everyone has a, a, a type of job. Everybody's saying no. Everybody has a task. And it's b'shemot. Umina hayechidim le'gugelotam. He says. What does it mean By their heads. It's a way of saying personal. Your heads means your faces. It means not just counting one, two, three, but l'shemotam u'legugelotam by their name and by who you are. By your personality. In other words, it's personal. And the Ramban thinks at this point it's so important that he, 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 he literally engulfs this pasha, beginning and end, with this point. Well, people were given jobs. It's a practical consideration. They were given jobs. How to move around the, the Mishkan. Underlying those practical considerations is something which can't be described practically. It's even impractical. To say you can't switch jobs might even, might even impede the work. You know, one person's a little bit tidy, needs help. I can help him. Uh-uh, can't help him. Rabbi Nochem and Gouda had trouble closing the doors of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the of the Mikdash. If someone helps them, it'll be more efficient. It's his job. He has to do it. No one can help him. You stick to your job and I stick I stick to mine. That's the lesson of the Mabad from this Pasha. I want to add that I think the opposite lesson is also an important point. Obviously, we have to help each other and, and not just say, okay, I have my job, I don't do anything else. The two things, the two opposite points, I think they have to complement each other. But this week's point is the point of figuring out what your job is. That's your first task, to know what God wants of you. And your second task is to do it, to fulfill it, in that way to fulfill your inner personal destiny in this world as an Evid Hashem Levim were Avdei Hashem, were all Avdei Hashem. And therefore, we have to fulfill, as Levim did, we have to know our jobs, we have to fulfill our jobs, and thereby fulfill our destiny. And that's it for today. We'll be back next week. Next week's Pasha, the Ramban Ala Pasha, this has been Azubek, and you've been listening to KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim, Koltum.